Well, good morning. It's uh, another beautiful day. It's a great day to be alive. My grandfather used to always say to me when I was a little boy that uh, every day above the ground's a good one. And I never knew, never quite understood what he meant until I, I got a bit older. Um, I, I think the, the best interpretation of that is, you know, let's, let's make the most of each day. Let's ask the Lord to, to shine on us uh, this day and every day and, and that we might uh, live into the fullness of each day. And so I want to pick right back up in uh, Galatians chapter 4. And today we're just going to look at one verse. Um, just sometimes one verse just hits your heart and that's all you need. And honestly, when I look at the word each day and ask the Lord to speak to me, I just ask him to, to illuminate or to highlight one verse. And so even if I'm considering a whole section or whatever, it's usually one verse that I'm, I'm asking him to give me. And my prayer is always as well, give me somebody to share that verse with. And during this coronavirus, it's been an easy prayer for him to answer as we've been doing this daily devotion. Um, it's been a way to do that. So, um, Today's verse is just chapter 4, verse 11, and depending upon your translation, you might find it saying, um, you know, you might find it reading a bunch of different ways. Um, For example, I fear for you, perhaps all of my hard work with you was for nothing, or I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain, or I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you, or um, I like how the message translation says, I'm afraid that all of my hard work among you has gone up in a puff of smoke, like poof, gone. This is a type of verse that if you're in pastoral ministry or if you've ever been, if you've ever had responsibility for people, really, you you have a sense of the weight of this passage and the gravity of caring for people, particularly as you're developing, coaching, leading, you know, in any way. Uh, you might wonder sometimes whether your, you know, parenting, that's another example, um, whether your efforts are hitting the mark. And Paul is now, after a long, you know, section of teaching through and writing in these letters, is just kind of reflecting now and saying, you know, I just wonder uh, after all that we've been through that you've I brought you the simple gospel and these Judaizers have come back in and said that there's a different way to relate to God and I'm concerned that um, that you're going to fall back into this into this old pattern of relating to God and you know Paul Paul is expressing here not you know a, he's not saying he's afraid uh, that the gospel's not enough what he's saying is is that legalism or this idea of relating to God on the basis of our works is so deeply ingrained within our humanity that it just we find it so alluring or so attractive to keep track to keep score uh, i know i'm a guy so i know from the guy's perspective this is we view the whole world this way and everything's a competition and Paul is concerned now that uh, if this is the way that the Galatians are going to choose to relate to God, if they're going to fall back into that pattern of proving their worthiness by the virtue of their works, as some false teachers are suggesting to them, that then all that he has done amongst them would amount to nothing. 
that all of his work would be in vain. And that's really, uh, that's taxing on Paul because he's, he says that he's labored and that literally means to work to the point of exhaustion. And it's an apt metaphor and it's one that he'll return to in a bit, in a different way, but I'll not get ahead of myself. Paul was just simply saying that he'd worked his rear end off in Galatia to see that people would be in right relationship with God through faith in Christ. And, and Paul, Paul is never afraid to say that um, free grace doesn't mean a free ride. Paul never thought that the gospel of free grace meant that you were you could live a lazy life before God. In fact, I think one of the key core human characteristics of that, that is that is directly related to success or excellence in life is a work ethic, which makes this such a ironic, such a such a difficult thing for us to sort through. That this gospel of grace. That this idea that God would give us something we don't deserve, no, there's nothing we could do to earn it. Yet, in response to it, we should, we we owe our lives, and um, it's it's a challenge to to get this right for sure. I I struggle with this in my own life, and uh, Paul at the end of a long section of teaching is setting a choice before the Galatians, and he's setting it before us. We can have this living, vibrant, free relationship with God as a loving father based on what Jesus did for us and who we are as a result of what he's done for us. Or we can try to please God on the basis of our own efforts, on the basis of, you know, keeping the rules and and finding ourselves again, living under the tutelage or the bondage uh, uh, of the law. And to live that way, to choose to live according to our own works, to prove ourselves according to our own works, Paul says, makes the whole gospel in, in vain. And I can think of a really good example of this in my own life. I'm a, 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 a you know distant leader, but one I'm familiar with is the old English theologian, the founder or father of Methodism, John Wesley, who was the son of a clergyman and then became a clergyman himself. And he was orthodox in his belief and he was faithful. He was moral. He was full of good works. He worked in prisons. He worked in sweatshops. He worked in slums. He gave food and clothing away to the poor, took care of educating children in the slum. He observed both Saturday and Sunday as Sabbath. He sailed from England to the shores of America, just north of Jacksonville, to serve as a missionary. He studied his Bible and prayed and fasted regularly. And he also came to the realization all that time that he was bound up in the, in the chains of his own religious efforts because he trusted in what he would do to make himself right before God instead of trusting what Jesus had done. And when he came to that realization, when his heart was strangely warmed that night on Aldersgate, he realized that uh, his whole life needed to be surrendered to this truth. And um, he said, looking back on that, that I had only the faith of a servant, though not that of a son. And uh, boy, that is, that's a scary possibility that even those who could be leaders in the religious world uh, could choose to relate to God on the basis of, of a servant. They could be the younger son who comes home to the father and say, I will not come into the house. I will only choose to relate to you this way. And, and, uh, 
boy, it, it just, again, it just hits my heart that I, I do not want the, 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 the spiritual parents who've gone ahead of me to look at my life and say that all of the hard work they've done to bring me. I, I think of a particular man who, who loved me so well and, and nurtured my young spirituality so well. He's no longer with us, but I just, I, I, it just pains me to think of him looking at my life and believing his life, some, or his work somehow had gone up and that he'd labored in vain in my life. And so, Lord, I just want to pray this morning that you would uh, keep me centered on your gospel of grace. Keep all of us centered and focused and fixed on what you've done for us, that we would relate to you on the basis of your finished work and not on the basis of our entirely imperfect work. We love you, Jesus, and we, uh, we thank you for grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Maranatha.